stroke my billy goat beard that's right it's beer time baby it's beer time it's beard season Let's cocktail season too oh yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah we got we got a we got a couple of big announcements rich we got we got to announce the official winner of the uh Ooh. best time to have a beverage bracket we got a winner you want the winner? Drum roll, yeah, baby. <laughs> the first vacation beer. The ah, first vacation boy. beverage wins 61%. You already 61% know. 61% of the vote. That is so, the best time to have a bro. Best time to have a bro. I was surprised. The campfire beer got 40%, like 39%. I was, it, I was, I was kind of surprised. Fight. It put up a diligent fight. You well, know, it, it, it held its own. It tried. It threw threw its hands in the fisticuffs. Hey, Mikey. Mike, stay tuned, bud. Stay tuned. Yeah. We're drawing the names. We're drawing the draft order, oh, pal. That, Rich, that's our big announcement. Oh. Our big announcement. Our big announcement is that we're picking the draft order we're picking for the, the Golden draft. Mike League tonight in about, I don't know. A couple minutes. I wasn't good at but secrets. We, you can ask Jamie. Jamie will tell you. I can't hold secrets for shit. Well, listen, I'm the same way. So, oh <laughs> yeah, sorry. So <laughs> we ruined it. Hey, Donnie. Hey, Rich. So, What's up, Chris? But listen, we also have what another. We're, we're hey, Adam. Th- th- there's some secondary big news too. There Rich. is, and we'll announce that at the <laughs> end of the the. The Golden Mike draft selection. So, yes. listen, Rich. Yes. It's the third year. Britt lifts year number one. Yeah. Chip for the birds. Chip. Year number chip, two. Chip and dish. So, Chippy McChipper. We got this year. We're not doing a randomized thing on sleeper. Nope. We're, we're doing picking them live. The death. So I wish I had the. I wish I had. Who, who's the? What's what's the sounder? We're doing it live. Fuck We're it. doing it live. It is right. a death. So, week. so on on the spinny wheel, Rich. Yes. We've got Brit lifts. Brit lifts. We've got Travis. We got Trav. We got Nick the Big daddy. Nick. Big Nick. Original Big Nick. Dob member. Original OG triple OG OG low. We got. Mark Ramos, who's contributing on our our uh, our drunk on ice and drunk on the court shows, not to be confused by writing. John Stamos. Both devilishly handsome. We got uh, we got Chris, Dom, and Mike. You, me, yep. Joe, Jason, yep, and Rich. Yep. Well, listen, here's how we're gonna do this, just yep, so yep. that there's no the, the, there's no confrontations anywhere. Yes. We're going to do this from 10. 12. 12, right. From last to first. Donza, so the first name that gets picked. He's not a math- mathematician. No, this is not a math podcast. He's not Johann Sebastian Kepler. <laughs> Key to the I'm universe, also not baby. starring in Oppenheimer either. <laughs> Me neither. But the first name that gets picked is going to be pick number 12. Yes. So this is going to go from 12 all the way down to 1. Yes. All right. Are you ready? I was born ready. Here we go. Number. And we're spinning. We spinning. got the spinning wheel. The spinning wheel spinning. 
And with pick number 12, Dom. Dom. Dom from the Fired Up. Dom, number Dom, 12. I hate to say, but you're not the winner. Don, you it's, are not the father. I'm just kidding. You're, the you winner, but, you're having a baby. But Dom, you are pick number 12. Ooh, let's go. Remove that name. Remove Dom. And then we're going to go and spin it again. Ooh. Spin it again. Spin it wheel, spin it stop, wheel, stop, spin stop, it wheel. Stop, stop. Brit lifts. So we got Dom picking at 12. Yep. Brit, Brit Lift is going to pick at 11. At 11. Ooh, good. Fucked up. Amen, Mike. Amen. Here we go. And here we go. For the 10 spot. For the 10 spot. Ooh, the newbies, Trav. The guys at losing sucks. Losing sucks. Picking in the 10 spot. They're going to be in the 10. Oh, yes. And we can also uh, we can also confirm Superflex is dead. Superflex. Superflex got cut like Davion Taylor. Superflex super sucks. Yeah, Superflex super sucks. All right. Here we go. Pick number nine. Number nine. Ooh, going to our man Booch. Joe's picking at number nine. Rich, we're still alive. You and me. We are still alive. We need to get out of these uh, these next one, two, three, four picks, Don. Yeah, then we're sitting pretty here. We're All right, here we go. Pretty. Pick number eight. Pick number eight. Pick number eight. Oh. Oh. Jason. Uh -huh. All right, our boy Jay. Jason is picking at number eight. Jason is number eight. Got seven picks left, Rich. We're going again. Here we go. Uh, oh, Don. Uh, Don. Right. I'm, I'm picking at number seven. Don is at number seven. You're still alive, Rich. Still alive. Still alive. No go. blue, no blue, no blue. <laughs> number six. Oh, Pick number six. Bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, you and me. Here we go. All right, redo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I hit refresh by accident. Yeah, hit refresh. Hit refresh. All right, so still alive. We got Nick the Daddy, Mike, Chip, Chris, and Mark. Oh, thank you, Mike. I appreciate we you. We are now at pick number five. Oh, it's going to be Mike. Pick number five goes to Mike from the Fired Up Squad. All right. Uh-oh. Are we going to give the returning chip? Number one pick? I swear to God, that happens. One pick? Chris. Chris Lucia from Fired Any, Up is going anybody, to pick up. Anybody but Nick at number one. Uh, we got three. We got Chip, Mark, and Nick left. There's only. Wow. It's going to be Chip. I swear to God, if Chip gets first pick, this is rigged and we do it again. All right. So, Mark, here we go. All right, Rich. We got one. Th th this is it. This is for the number two and number one pick. Yes, it is. Whoever is whoever is the winner of this is actually the loser. Yep. First place loser. Here we go. And the final spin, the spinny wheel. It's red and blue and red and blue and red and blue. Chip gets the number two spot. Nick, the daddy, is drafted in the first. Chip is picking at two. It is saved. It and is Nick saved. the daddy. Oh my god! At number one. So, so Rich, just to go back over the order, we got Dom picking at twelve. Brit yes, picking sir. At eleven. Yep. Travis at ten. Joe, yep. Jason, myself, you, and then Mike, Chris, Mark, Chip, and Nick the daddy. 
How crazy. So what kicker will Chip pick at one? Are we doing kickers? I didn't think we had kickers in our league. Ooh. All right. So, listen, I, I gotta, I, I'd have to go back through the scoring to go and do that. I don't think we're going to do that right now. But you heard us mention a new name that you may not know. But one of our other exciting announcements tonight is that, Rich, we, we are renewing our partnership with the guys at Losing Sucks. Let's go. So just like we had la- last year, we, we, we kind of connected with them midway through the year last year. Yes, sir. So if you're not familiar with these guys, one – their stuff is on point. They're awesome. Their stuff is hilarious when they do it. Yes, it is. But they are going to give us, it's normally like a three to four minute snippet about fantasy advice for the week. So we're going to play that in the middle of the football show during the week. So if you're looking for free fantasy advice, you're going to get it here once a week. And then what I'll do is after that episode, Rich, we'll publish that on on our YouTube channel. Nice. So if you miss the show, you can go catch that clip, that three, four minute clip, get that advice, get their information. Um, but connect with these guys. They do the uh, the stardom, sit them stuff on, on, you know, on game days. So you can always connect with them through social media, through the through the direct messages. Hell so yeah. check those guys out. Go follow them. Go follow us. Follow Travis and Dustin and follow those guys at Losing Sucks. They do a great job. Um, but we're super excited to partner up with them and, and kind of, uh, you know, use both of our brands to kind of, you know, elevate each other. But really excited to have those guys back. And, Rich, share your exciting news. We're full of exciting news tonight. Talk about next week. Oh, next week is going to be a banger of an episode because we are drafting for the Golden Mike next week. Don will be away on vacation because Don needs some time away. David Akers, for you, Chip, at number two. Did you see that, Chip? You're number two, bud. You got the second overall pick, pal. So close to getting number one, but yet so far away. But the returning champ is back. Next week, it will be me and Travis from Losing Sucks uh, breaking down the picks live as they come in from the Golden Mike League. So we will be broadcasting to you live at 8 o'clock. And we will be breaking down almost all the picks that we go through. We will be talking draft strategy. We will be talking, you know, everything that from guys that we like, our strategies and how we do things in in our leagues or, you know, the approach. He's going to give us a little insight into uh, what they think and what they believe. So, it's going to be fun. Like it's going to be a great time sitting here talking fantasy football and actually breaking down the live draft for you guys on the podcast live, wherever you get your podcasts, Twitch, YouTube, I guess X. No, not X. Facebook, Facebook. We've got it. Listen, Rich, I will say since we've kind of moved out of Twitter, we're, we're doing pretty good. We got, listen, it looks like, from everything I can see, there's seven people watching us right now. I love that. We didn't have that on Twitter. So no. let's go. Go find us on Twitch or Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Follow us. Follow your voice. Help, help a brother out. Rich, I have a Kelly Green jersey update for you. Ooh, let's go. I placed an order today. The boss lady's not listening. At least I hope she's not. She's not checking in yet, so she's driving. I got the white Reggie White. Ooh. With the with the Jerome Brown patch. I love it. I partnered that with the the Kelly Green BG. That's sick. Yes. Add it to the collection. Better to ask. For forgiveness than permission. Than permission. Amen to that, brother. Amen. She loves that. me. She'll hate me for a minute, but she'll love me. That's okay. Yeah, she'll love you regardless. She'll love you. And she's not listening, so let's be honest. Yeah. She's not going to go back and listen to this, so we're good. 
<laughs> Secret nice. safe with me, Don. Secret exactly. All right, Rich. First up on the docket. Yes, sir. Derek Barnett's a fucking idiot. Did you hear what happened with Derek Barnett? No, I didn't, but I know he's a fucking idiot. He got pancake blocked by Landon Dickerson okay. at practice. And he's a fucking bonehead and gets up and retaliates and knocks Landon Dickerson to the ground. What the fuck are you doing? You're a moron. I have no words. Did he and, hurt Landon and to, Dickerson? To quote, he didn't hurt him. Good. But he, but he got up and retaliated. Like that's the stupid shit he does on Sunday. And to quote the famous coach, Nick Sirianni, it's always fucking him. It is always fucking him. It's always him. Like, why can't we cut this fucking bum? Like, oh, he's God. fucking useless. He's as useless as Davion Taylor. But he has more talent than Davion Taylor. Like, I am sick yeah. of the fucking Derek Barnett experiment. Like, I'm go out him. there. Get one of these. Other, I would get rid of him in a heartbeat and sign another fucking idiot. I'd sign Jadavion Clowney or one of them fucking morons. And you need an edge rusher, I'm bringing in one of those guys. Like, Derek Barnett is not going to get you more than two sacks, if that, but he's going to rack up about 15 unnecessary roughness penalties. I guarantee you at some point during the year, he does some fucking moronic thing that costs them something. Well, it's, it's usually it's a once penalty. a week. <sighs> it's trying to be optimistic here because he's he's that fucking stupid but he's yeah, one of those because he's one of those guys who has all the town in the world but can't figure it out so he can't take being below average in the NFL he can't take guys being better than him and mm-hmm. it's it strokes his ego so much that he has to do dumb shit like the retaliation factors or the unnecessary roughness penalties, because one, he's not getting home to hitting the quarterback. He can't get off blocks. So he does dumb shit because he's overcompensating for being a fucking loser. Yeah. Sorry, Derek Barnett. It's I'm just calling how I say it. If you were good, you wouldn't be doing this shit, but since you're absolute trash, this is what you're doing. And there you go. Go back to the lab and maybe figure it out. Yeah. All right. Next up on the docket, Rich. Jalen Carter is going to be a fucking animal. He's going to be unstoppable. Everything that I think anybody has heard coming out of camp is that it went from standing out in a group full of rookies to now. He's standing out when he's going up against the first team. Yeah, he's that good. <laughs> he's he he would have been the first overall pick if he, you know, the wasn't the involved, didn't, right. wasn't involved, and then decided to say fuck it at his pro day. Like he would have been the first overall pick, but he didn't give a shit. Because let's be real, first overall pick money is good, but you're going to play on a shitbag organization or for a fucking terrible team for a few fucking years. So it's not really going to be a highlight of your career. Yeah. You got the bag, but you're also, we, we all know how the number one overall pick typically works out. So uh, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. Yeah. You can say that again. It's, it's rough uh, being the, uh, the diamond in the turd pile. <laughs> yeah. But listen, I, I, Everything that I hear, man, it's just nothing but good news. Yeah, I haven't heard anything bad. I just heard that he's basically unblockable, and he's giving the O-line nightmares. His strength, his speed is just insane. And the way he's opening everything up for the linebackers, too. So, I mean, that's that's impressive. When you have your peers saying that he's, like, front and center for the defensive rookie of the year – a couple practices into training camp. Yeah. I like what I see. Does and he get listen- 10 plus sacks his first year? Ooh. Wow. Does he get 10 plus sacks? His the only reason I'm going to say no is because I don't know what that rotation is going to look like. Okay. 
I don't know how much of that is going to be three, four yeah. where he's not on the field, but I could see situations where you can't have him. He needs to be a, 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 like a two to three down guy. Right. Like, like, I can't but, see Rich, him off the field much as when you're that fucking good. It's going to be hard to take him off the field. It is. And I think you're going to, I think that you might get to that point by the middle of the season. Yeah. I'm going to say he's going to have have four multi-sack games this year, and he is going to have over 10-plus sacks. Listen, I'll I'll hit on – Bold prediction. Okay. I like it. I'll go – I'll go – I'll jump on with you on the front end of that. Okay. I'll go – I'll go that he will have four games with two-plus sacks. I don't know that he'll get to 10 – um, but I could envision scenarios where like it's Jordan Davis, it's, it's a three, four, but it's Jordan Davis and you put Jalen Carter on the outside yeah. and you put him on the, all right, Rich, imagine this, imagine Jalen Carter on the end of that three, four line and Hassan Reddick is lined up right off his hip. <laughs> like good business. fucking luck. Yeah. Business decisions. Who, who and, are you going to block? Who are you going right. to and and then Nolan Smith, right, is shining. I don't know if he's going to get nearly as much time because I think that there's kind of a log in there. But I yeah. could see a scenario where you're going to see that I'm looking for opportunities to put guys in place to be yeah. successful. So I could see spots where in weeks where they really design plays for those guys to get in space. And the D line is big enough that they're going to get in everybody's way, yeah. And let those guys kind of run all over the field. I just love, I love the prospect of being able to be see where that could go. I can't wait till Saturday. Oh, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I love it. I'm going to be sitting in the mountains watching on my phone and loving every minute of it. Cannot wait. It's going to be beautiful. Reed blanket shit, Rich. Everything coming out of camp looks like he's kind of locking up that safety spot. They said that he's going to be a household name after after this season. They said he has the skills, he has the intangibles, and thrust into a situation last year. He made the most of it. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. The kid is a ball hawk. The kid hits like you don't you don't see that from many safeties, guys. Uh, it's like the uh, you know, reminds me of a little bit of a, a little bit of Ed Reedish. Mm, okay. um, you know, it doesn't have the quite the intangibles, but the ball hawk and, and the hitting. I mean, it's it's everything we want from one of our starting safeties. So it could be hype, or it could be this dude's this dude could be the truth, and uh, it would be really nice to see, especially with that void that we've had for a few years. You know, not having Malcolm Jenkins and McLeod being hurt all the time, so. It's it's going to be nice to see getting a true thumper back there playing safety and and you know a guy who can you know continue to grow with his team. He's young, he's athletic, he wants to be here. <laughs> Hungry dogs run faster, baby. <laughs> Hungry dogs run faster. Oh, I love it. I'm excited. I dude. love it. Well, Rich, let's take a commercial break. Okay, we'll come back. We'll talk a little linebacker. We got some new names to to get used to. Okay. Maybe we'll dabble in some fun stuff. Ooh, little dibble dabble. Stay tuned. Little dibble dabble. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be back after this. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer garden in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Von C. Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. 
With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams, or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com slash DOB and show your love for your hometown team. Latorin's curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Those are locked-touring.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. We're back. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And listen, let's pick up right where we left off. Sounds good to me. Some new names in the building, Rich. Nicobe mm-hmm. Dean, right, has been out with an injury. So what do they do? Howie Roseman does what Howie Roseman does. Yep. And I won't say that he didn't pick these guys up off scrap heap. No. I would say he, he picked up probably – the two best available linebackers. Agreed. In Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. Tell me what you like about those guys. And tell um, me what you like about bringing those guys in. Well, it gives you that depth that you need. Uh, it gives you that speed. Miles Jack brings you that speed and that tenacity. Hopefully, he still has something left. Um, and who was the other one they brought in? Cunningham, Cunningham, right? Cunningham. Cunningham was a monster when he played for the Texans. So I'm hoping if they can be 75% of what they used to be, I'm completely content with it. It shores up that linebacking room. Um, You bring in two veterans, two guys who have been around the league. Um, I absolutely love it. Miles Jack, speedy, fast, kind of fizzled out after he left Jacksonville. I mm-hmm. believe he went to Pittsburgh. He did. Uh, was all right. I think he might have been injury, had some injury history. But coming to the birds, fresh start, ton, ton of talent on this defense, ton of talent on this defensive line. You know, it just shores up your linebacking room. And Zach Cunningham is a guy who tackles. So yeah. oh, absolutely. It, it, it honestly doesn't get better than that. You bring in, you know, a guy in Miles Jack who can run sideline to sideline, and then you bring in a guy of Zach Cunningham who's good at stopping the run, a guy who can square up, make tackles in space, um, and a guy who's going to cause trouble for your offensive lines. It's it's a win. It's a win. Oh, absolutely. Two guys. I mean, I thought the Kaiser White signing was good last year. This is way better than the Kaiser White signing. So if he gives us – if they both give us some production, I don't see why – and they're great rotational pieces, you know. You know, when Hassan Reddick needs to come out and you rotate in Miles Jack, you got a guy who can stretch the sidelines too. You got a guy who can Absolutely. rush off the edge. When Nicobe Dean needs to come out, you got a guy in the middle and Zach Cunningham who can be, you know, a three down linebacker if needed. So it's it's all good things. It's not like you picked up, like you said, Don, two guys off the scrap pile. You picked up two solid veterans who can make an impact for this team in a linebacker room that we know we needed some help with. 
and they'll just help the young guys grow. And I think it's perfect for Kobe Dean, for Nolan Smith, you know, to watch these guys and learn from them. So all, all good things. I, I could not have said it any better. I'm, I'm looking at this and going, these guys give you talent. They give you depth. They give you experience, which for a guy that you're about to hand the keys over to this defense in Nicobe Dean, the guy who you were just watching him tear it up at Georgia. No, not that long ago. This is a win-win Yeah, because he's giving experience to that room. Yeah. But the talent level is way, way above oh, way a above. guy like Kaiser White. Above and beyond. So, let's be honest. These guys are not going to play all 17 games. There's going to be no. times where they're going to have to get – what better to have than a guy that has experience in the league and not just – experience but like has played at a high level guys that get sideline to sideline yep i love this this screams really really productive howie roseman move yes it once does. again and i wouldn't be I like it. this is not the last you're going to see of howie roseman you're going to see you're going to see him make other moves yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they bring in like some other wide receiver depth too. Somebody that gets cut, somebody I just the the back end of that wide receiver room is a little light. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if they if no. they try to upgrade. But well, you heard about the uh, undrafted uh rookie. Apparently, he's been getting some first team reps. He's a big kid too, right? 6 yeah. 6 5 if I remember. He's a, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Big body. It, and it's it's good because it gives hope that you know he's learning with the offense. He's cl- he's clicking, and just in case there is an injury, knock on wood that there isn't one, you have a guy who can step up and you know step into that wide receiver two role, which you know we we need him as a wide receiver three. I, I would love to see mm-hmm. three big fucking wide receivers out there. You know, you got AJ Brown, you got Slim, and then you throw another big guy on the outside. You know. Big guys who are fast and catch the ball are unguardable in this league. You you've seen it from the DeAndre Hopkins. You see it from the Megatrons. You see it from, you know, Jesus Christ, give me another big wide receiver. It's just hard. DK Metcalf's, you know, it's tough. Right. So I, I'm I'm all about it. What I wish I saw, you know, you know who's a guy who I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on. Talk to me. Um, but he's a little bit of a headache. It would have been Jar- – no, uh, Julio Jones I'm staying away from. It would have been Jarvis Landry because Jarvis Landry would have fit that would have fit that three role. You bring him in. You need that reception for five yards and a first down. Jarvis Landry, sure-handed, lives in between those three- to five-yard routes. He's a guy who could catch you, you know, 30 balls this season, get you a bunch of pivotal first downs. Julio Jones, I want nothing to do with him. I wouldn't touch no, him with a 10-foot pole. Um, his best days are, are gone way behind him. And it sucks that his drop off was so dramatic. Um but injury after injury after it's just it's just not worth it. And it sucks because Julio used to be a household name and now he's a guy who's standing there on the scrap heap and it's just like fuck. Like should have stayed in Atlanta, bud. Should have stayed yeah. in Atlanta. You're absolutely right. But listen, Rich, thirty days until game day. Yes, sir. But Saturday, we're going to get our first glimpse in the preseason mm-hmm. on Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Yes, sir. And the Eagles take on the Ravens. Yes, sir. Talk to me about what you're – I mean, listen. I expect wh- nothing. Good. I expect watching a bunch of guys who are fighting for a spot on this team to go out and compete. I expect terrible penalties. I expect a lot of blown coverages. I expect our third string quarterback to look like a deer in the fucking headlights. And we're just going to love it because football is back. If you have any expectations for a preseason game, then you've never fucking watched the preseason. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's, I'm sticking to it. I'm just excited. Football's back. Yeah. Listen, football's back. It's going to be, it's a great opportunity to, 
to just watch football. Yeah. It's meaningless football. It is not meaningful by any stretch of the conversation. But I am, I mean, I will be looking at, I want to look at Mariota. Yeah. I want to see is what he starting? that looks like. My guess is he'll probably, I mean, it's going to be between him and uh, Ian Book, former. What about Notre our other Dame, boy? For, the guy we drafted Notre in the Dame standout, And then they drafted a guy in the fifth round from Stanford. Yeah, from Stanford. He's a, he's a pretty big, he's a big boy. He's like 6'6". Six, six. So, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll watch for quarterback play. Didn't we play against Ian Book and we just fucking destroyed him? Ian no, Book Ian Book be... was, I think, the Thursday night game where they got absolutely fucking destroyed. But Ian Book would be – he was – He was on the Saints. Orleans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he, I think it was a Thursday night game where he just got absolutely destroyed. Because Ian Book sucks. Let's be real. He's fucking right. terrible. Fits this offense, but is fucking terrible. I wish there was other quarterbacks who fit this offense. Mariota, yes. I, I'm fine with that as a backup. But goddamn Ian Book. Oh. Carson Wentz? <laughs> oh. Wait, hold on. Rich, what, did, did that happen the last time we were on? Did you see – did you did you miss that whole Carson Wentz pay attention to me tweet? Oh, that he's back in the lab? Back in the lab with the Eagles helmet, the commander's jersey, and the and Colts shorts. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Pay attention to me. Pay Nobody attention. wants you, Carson. Oh, my God. Jared Goff is still in this league, and you're not. That's fucking hilarious. And Jared Goff's fucking pretty darn good. It's funny. Dude, thought we couldn't – dude couldn't read a a defense. Carson Rentz, I don't think, can even read a fucking book. He ain't in the fucking league. I I just – I look at – it's just screaming like, please let me play for somebody. Nobody wants you. It's – no, yeah, it's it's bad. He fucked his way out of playing in the NFL. It's funny. Sorry. No, it couldn't happen to a better person. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh god, Oops. that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rich, Oops. let's talk about the running backs. Let's do it. Right, you're gonna see. Probably some combination of Trey Sermon probably getting a bunch of carries. Yeah. Could that be a potential trade piece? Because he he played he's a guy who Rich who played really really well at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, but he wasn't. You know, he's. But he's, there's also a reason why he's on the practice squad. No one signed yeah, him to. He's a specific back um, in the NFL. And he doesn't fit many people's um, description of that. Not super fast, not super agile. A guy who can just punch in between the numbers. um, Isn't really going to rack up the receptions for you. Um, It's hard. He's, I don't like saying guys a one trick pony, but if he develops a skill set, he could be useful. I don't think he's a trade piece because if somebody wanted him, they could have literally signed him off a practice squad, Um, but that's not going to happen. The interesting thing that I'm looking to see in the season is, is Kenny G the number one? I did hear that. I did is hear that? that at the Eagles start of the season today. Kenny G would be the he, number one. He would be the and number I one. And I absolutely love that. It's not something that I hate. I have no problem with Kenny G starting games, setting the tone. You bring in DeAndre Swift, who's another guy who can be a home run hitter or catch passes. And then when you need it, you bring in Rashad Penny, fresh legs. The, I think the key to this season is the Eagles controlling the ball a lot, um, limiting the amount of Jalen Hurts can, who can run, and utilizing your three running backs because of all of them have a, a very distinct and complete opposite way of running the ball. You know, you got two pass catching specialists in Kenny G and DeAndre Swift, so the playbook's wide open. And then, man, you need those short, tough yards, you know, the third and ones, instead of running that 92%, baby, the 92%, you just give it to that guy and you keep Hurts fresh. Because Penny's another guy. He could break through that line and, and take it to the crib. 
Take it to the crib Speak, 60 yards. Speaking of that, Rich, do we see a resurgence in the screen game? I think we do. I think we see. Uh, they've like, kind of gone away from it in the last couple of years. I, well, they had to because it was so limited with Miles Sanders. Fumbleitis Jones um, really couldn't. Fumbleitis Jones. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fumbleitis Sanders. Miles Sanders. Um, you know you're throwing the ball out to him in the flat. He's going to get smacked and drop it, or he's going to make one cut and throw the ball on the ground that we've seen one too many times, and then him stand there and not jump back on the ball uh, because right. business decisions. Um, but now you got guys like Kenny G and Swift. I mean, like you could so many things, so many plays are wide open in the playbook. And you know that when they're in, they're a threat for catching the pass or running. You know, it's not like when Miles Sanders was in, it's like, well, it's obviously a, it's obviously a passing down or just a running down. You, you know, we don't have to worry about him throwing to the, the running back. But then when Kenny G came in, he's going to pop off a catch for seven yards. So right. it just opens it up so much. But I think the key to the season is having three running backs. You're going to work that committee and you're keeping them all fresh. And I think that's going to be what, what you brought up is going to be really important in a sense where their goal is really going to be to control the clock. And they're yeah. going to do that with the best offensive line in football and with a really, really, really deep running back room. Yeah. Three running backs. And they're going to throw, the, they're the throw the ball when they need them. Yeah. That's why I was responding to J&T Kennels when he said uh, Julio Jones. And I said, eh, eh. Gotcha. Eh, eh. Gotcha. Best days are behind him. Sucks. Loved Julio. And anybody on the defense, Rich, that you're looking at in the preseason in a, in a whole, right? Not just like one preseason game, but anybody, any of the young kids. Like I'm excited to see some of the young kids, right? Keely Ringo is a guy. I want to see right? yeah. another another Georgia kid. Um, I want to see how Smith and Ringo do. That excites me. And the cornerback that we drafted. I want to see how well he does. Okay. And I would like to see that because we still have Job, right? Job's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like. To, I want to see what the you know the step up that these guys have made behind Bradbury and and uh, yeah, I was going to say Dre Bly, Darius Slay, almost <laughs> Dre Bly. Wow, what a, that's a bust out name right there. I know Dre Bly, also a uh, also a Detroit Lion. Uh, wow. Yeah, Dre Bly, I love Dre Bly. Ty Law, throw Ty Law out there, a little Champ Bailey action. Um, but no, I'm I'm excited to see what these these second year guys can do. You know, it's. You just came, you're, you're coming off your rookie season. You know, sometimes you were thrust into a situation that, you know, you just had a, you were next man up. And now I want to yeah. see how much they learned and how much they developed as pros and see where they're at in their second year. Same thing with Zach McPherson. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what happens to him um, when he comes out. You know, Vontae Maddox, as much as we love him, doesn't stay healthy all the time. So he's he's a good slot guy. And I just want to see how they play on Saturday. I want to see how they look in their reps and, how they look in pass protection and how they look in the run game. I love it. Well, Rich, on our way out, I'm going to hit you with a little fantasy stuff, right? Ooh, now let's that we got the draft order. Yeah, man. You're picking at number six. Yes, sir. Who's a guy you're looking at in that six spot? Oh man, it's going to be rough. Uh, I am hoping, I am hoping I know we won't be there, but Justin Jefferson would be a guy that I would really want in that spot, but I can guarantee he's going to go probably number two. Um, I just know he's going to fall to to number two. If Nick doesn't take him at number one, it should be McCaffrey, Jefferson, Eckler. And then from there, Cooper cup, Tyreek Hill. And then it's maybe Jamar chase. Um, You know, I'm, I like our league because it's two wide receivers, two running backs. So you can't really go wrong with either or. Um, I think there's more running backs that you can hit on in the later rounds um, and patchwork it and go with like, you know, that solid, get me that wide receiver one option. That guy is going to put me up 20 points a week, 25 points a week. And then, you know, patchwork it, make sure you get a good tight end, get a good quarterback. Um, But I would say Tyreek Hill would be my guy at 106, if not Jamar Chase. And okay. uh, go from there. I just want to see how, you know, the hard part is is figuring out what Joe Burrow's cast going to be like. So, and strains yeah, don't go we'll away. So that's a little, it's a little scary. Is, is that going to be something that li- that just lingers? 
And that's the tough part because, you know, if not, I might have to pivot and, and go to go to a running back and, and see who's there. I wish I knew more about the Jonathan Taylor situation. Um, Saquon, probably going to have a great year. Another guy, Josh Jacobs, yeah. who knows what's going on with him. You know, there's a lot of backs out there. That might be like a Bijan Robinson spot, mm-hmm. maybe, because you know the workload's going to be there. But, um, dude, it's so tough. It's tough because you want to – everybody plans for the draft, but nobody knows what's going to happen at the draft until it happens. I can mock draft a million times to get my idea of where players are going to fall, but every single draft I do is never like a mock draft. Somebody reaches for this guy too early. I mean, just draft with my dad. My dad drafts the most goofy <laughs> bullshit. I mean, he drafted like Christian Kirk and I think in like the second round last year and then Brees Hall in the first round. He wasn't wrong. Like the the dudes were doing great. It was fucking crazy. But if he would have waited and actually – and he was like had picked five, if he actually waited and, and drafted great guys and then picked them when they were supposed to, he would have had a great team. But, you know, to each his own. Like you don't – you don't like think a guy who's going to be drafted in the seventh round is going to be drafted in the second round. And it's like, Oh shit. Like, okay, this guy's going to fall to me. All right. This guy wants to take a quarterback early. All right. This guy's going to fall to me. Oh, this guy's got his third running back. Oh wow. He just pushed this wide receiver to me. So you kind of, you kind of learn from the people you draft with like Don, I know how pretty much you draft um, and you're right behind me. You know, I know how rich. Yeah. Tell, Tell me what I already know. Yeah. So it's, you know, I want to see Tanner McKee does Tanner McGee. Who's that? I think that's your backup. That's your backup to the backup to the backup quarterback. Oh, I think, all right. I think that's your Stanford guy. Oh, dope. Yeah. I like that, Chris. Hey, I like that. I like to see it. I, I think the best thing about preseason football is that you can watch it with no strings attached. Yeah. But don't get used to that. Nope. Because starting week one, it's edge of the seat, hanging on every play. Yep. And th- and it's going to be, I think. If the they don't main... execute, they fucking suck. And when they do, they're great. Oh, God. The, the halftime hot takes. Yep. The red zone. Oh. oh Rich, this throw. is going to be year two. You saw the setup. Eagles on one spot, red zone on the other. Dude, I'm not even okay. mad. I'm not even mad. I'm oh, thinking about getting. Good. I'm thinking about getting a little tinier TV, putting it right, right next to the, uh, the one down here, on like a little stand. And just Eagles in the big one, red zone on the other one, and just Listen, keep it going. Rich, do you have a fire stick? I do. There you go. Yeah. You don't even need like a whole separate cable box. Like I literally oh, I don't even have cable, Don. I got Hulu. I got Hulu Live. Just play it on the other TV. Listen, Hulu's got live sports. I know. That's why I got it, baby. Hulu's got live sports. Oh. And the red zone. I love it. But Don, my question to you is Talk to me. So the draft order goes, right? You got who are you looking at in your spot, knowing that I'm most likely going to take a wide receiver if one of the bigger guys are there? Do you pivot and go running back, or do you also look at wide receiver? Because you just saw maybe, you know, since I have what, six pick? You're six. Say four of the top wide receivers are gone. Do you say, fuck it, let me feast and grab a running back? Or do you say, all right, I think it's time to grab. Let me sure up this spot because there's not many wide receiver ones in the league. I mean, Rich, I'm going to go back to something we talked about last week. The most important thing about playing fantasy football is knowing how your league scores points. Yep. And the skill positions in this league are going to be paramount to anything. Yep. So for me, I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, but like I'm going best available skill position until I see value at quarterback. Okay. So I go, if it's, if best available guys are running back, Great. If best available guys, wide receiver, great. But I'm looking at those guys because those are the guys, <clears throat> those are the guys that you're going to score points with. What that is and, the earliest you would draft a quarterback? Mm, so be, sitting in the middle of that, it's hard to say because you never know how, like, 
there could be someone that's just like that takes somebody and then it's just yeah. a run and then everybody just takes them. Yeah. So on my own, if I'm playing it out, I would look in a draft like this in like that fourth pick ish range. At fourth round. Because I feel like at that point I could have already gotten three really good skill positions. Yeah. So I know I'm going to fill wide receiver one, wide receiver two running back. But if there's if, if I still see a guy that has value there, a guy that I know I can get in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, that still is going to score me points. I'm going to just keep. I'm just keep. I'm gonna, I'm just going to get skill guys. And my last question for you, Don. Sure. Are you drafting Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford? I mean, I'm going to be in. On Rodgers, I'm going to be out on Stafford. Because you had them as two of your starting quarterbacks, I think, the first year. <laughs> I think I did. I think I drafted them back-to-back. But I thought you were going to say think, avoid at all cost. No, but, like, I would be in on Rodgers considering yeah. the guys that are around him, right? It's the guys that they, they have a really good young wide receiving core in, for the Jets. They also have Brees Hall. So – he really just has to facilitate. So I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at Stafford though. I don't, as much as he has Cooper cup, I hate what's around him. And I think that they're going to be third at best in that division. Yeah. They're going to be tough. And they're going to be playing meaningless games by week nine. I feel like. Yeah. So I would steer clear of Stafford. But I would buy. I would buy on Rodgers, okay. especially depending on when, right? If yeah. I'm getting Rodgers in round seven, eight. If I'm, if I'm getting Aaron Rodgers, I'm getting him in like the twelfth round. Ooh, like okay. I, if I'm not spending a seventh or eighth, if if he goes in the seventh or eighth, I'm waiting for like the eleventh round, and I'm drafting Jared Goff. Oh, okay. Because I think guy I, don't hate. I think he's a guy who is going to finish as a top eight quarterback. This year, just, I mean, he was good last year through timely picks, but I mean, Detroit's only going to get better and their offensive line got better. So let's see what they do. All right. See what they do. Here we go, Rich. Final thoughts. What do you got? Wow. Final thoughts. So my final thoughts, great TV shows to watch guys. If you're in the binging mood, suits is fantastic. I love it. It's absurd. It's goofy as shit. Everybody hates everybody. It's awesome. Watch it. Twisted Metal. Watch Twisted Metal. Such a fun show. Again, ridiculous, action-packed, and just fun. Don't go into it for a good storyline because that's not what the video game was about. And my last TV show, Always Sunny, Season 16, fucking hilarious one three good watches twisted metal suits and the new always sunny you won't be disappointed and if you like outrageous goofy anime baki the new season of it great fighting great dialogue absolutely over the top fucking nuts it was great chris i did watch the first two episodes of ted lasso and then i gave up because the writing was shit i did not like this last season and I can't bring myself to finishing it because the first three seasons were just that good. So I, I can't, I can't watch it. It's one of those shows that like, I'd really lost my interest after the second episode. And I'm like, I, I used to, I watched the Christmas episode from Ted Lasso like 85 times. And it's such a that. great, well-written episode. And it's fantastic. It really, is. it really broke my heart that this season was that draggy and that bad. Five-minute monologues, I can't do. And it was just, it got bad. But Twisted Metal, Suits, Always Sunny. Have fun with them. Watch them. Get your laughs in. Enjoy it. And, you know, good good shows to pass the time. I love and it. And BattleBots. BattleBots is still great. BattleBots is still great. Okay. Don? I just, I think for this time of year, right, it's – it's important to 
this is just my favorite season coming into the fall. I, I'm going to really enjoy busting out the, the hoodies, right? The, the shorts and the hoodies is my favorite, that my favorite outfit. You are a hoodie um, guy. The, the college football on Saturday, the, the, the NFL on Thursday, Sunday and Monday. Um, I just, I really love this season coming into it. So just taking that time to just enjoy those things that we love. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just, and to look at this fan base and really look at, we could be coming into a real, really cool convergence of yeah. some really good sports to be able to kind of sink our teeth into as fans, right? The Phillies could be on another magical run in the fall. Yeah. The birds look like they're ready to pounce. Yep. Flyers the died. Flyers have a Russian kid that is killing it in Russia who will be here in three years. <laughs> Other than that, the Sixers, whatever, talk to me in the playoffs. Wait, but I'm the really, Sixers, did they sign anybody? Nah, Rich, come on. Rich, we haven't done a drunk on the court show and because there's nothing literally happening. Do we even have a starting five? Okay. I mean, we have a starting five, but it's. That's it, right? <laughs> that's it. It's, it's not good. It's not, and it, the Flyers it, got a Russian kid who's killing it. He'll be here in three years. Don, you said that with a straight face. Just broke me. That was good. Oh, God. But listen, it, it's just, it's it's time to just. Yeah, this is it's it's really cool to be able to look at our fan base and yeah. and know that the the players are starting to appreciate what this fan base brings and really seems like the fan the they're trying to turn the tables on the perception of what the fans are. Yeah. And I'm talking about the the comments coming out from the Phillies and the Eagles about what these fan bases mean yeah. to the players. Bryce Harper saying that he's wish he had played his entire career here. Trey Turner talking about the, the uplifting part about the knowing that the fans supported him. Yeah. The Eagles players talking about the fact that over 50,000 people showed up for a practice. They see and appreciate what this fan base brings. And I'm just here for it all. Um, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. I couldn't imagine being a fan of any other team. I'm just here for it. I'm here for it all. Philly, baby. Philly. Take us home, Rich, because you well, get to say a final fuck you to a guy who's no longer with us. Thank on the, on the God. Well, first and foremost, you stuck around, you fucked around, you found out. We're drunk on broad. It's always... Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck Sean Watson. Fuck you for the last time, Divian Taylor. Uh, fuck you, Spike Eskin. Fuck you. Uh, who else we got? Oh, Jonathan uh, Bitchy ass Gannon. Uh, ben Simmons gets a big fuck Ben Simmons you. gets a huge fuck you. But you know what the good thing is? We can stop fucking ben, uh, fucking fucking you and Ben Simmons because he can't fucking get on the court. So that to me is just funny, funny in itself. I'm waiting for him to put out the thing where you can play him one-on-one -on -one and then it's like you pay 300 bucks and he goes, oh, I hurt my back. And he doesn't really fool <laughs> you. And it's like, damn, he's a scammer too. And you know who else? Fuck Blake Martinez. You are a piece of shit. Your whole clue, your whole crew from uh, Blake Breaks, your Pokemon fucking card thing, where you fucking scammed people out of fucking money, you P Wood fucking PMF Snee, all you guys, fuck you, you losers, you're a bunch of fucking losers. Blake Martinez, fuck you. We're drunk on broad. We're drunk on broad. Go we find us, you, subscribe, like, share, whatever. Oh, and Go don't forget stuff. Next week, me and Trav, because our boy Don's on vacation. Don's on vacation. Don's on vacation. It's so weird. I got to point the opposite way. Don's on vacation. Join me and Trav for the Drunk on Broad Fantasy Show. Guys, we love you. Thank you, Philly, as always. Peace out. Later, skaters. Go, Burks! This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. 
Call 267-405-3062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. Super Bowl champions! B-A-T-L-E-S-E-R!